Take Flight with Freebird is a podcast where we interview successful business owners and innovators, disrupting and empowering the beauty industry with their passion and creativity. In every episode, you'll find a mix of inspirational individuals discussing their stories, insights, trends, and their latest tools. Hi guys, I'm Cam. Today we are interviewing Tyler Colton. New York City's hairstylist turned bar owner here in Reno, Nevada, who has worked on top celebrities, was a session hairstylist for over a decade, and has been featured in top publications. Hi, Tyler. Welcome to Take Flight with Freebird. Hi, Cam. Thanks for having me. Oh, gosh. This man, he is so busy. I've been trying to track him down for a minute now, and I finally have him in front of me, so I'm so grateful. Tyler, you have been doing hair for how long now? Well, first, I have to say, I, you're in, we're in front of each other and with yeah. a cocktail. Oh, yes. Of course, true this. True like this. Wine. <laughs> Cheers to Cheers. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Already, I'm like losing track. Oh, I love it. I'm drinking. Well, you know, true to form us hairstylists, we have to start our days off in the right way with a good old drink together. How long have you been behind the chair? Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you allowed to cuss mm-hmm. on the show? Oh, good. Did you forget uh, who you're talking to? <laughs> I know. Uh, I've been doing hair, God, I want to say 27 years. It wow. might be a little bit longer than that. Wow. Are um, you still practicing? I occasionally, well, okay. Okay. Uh, my staff. So I am celebrity freelance hairdresser turned bar owner. Uh, I left the, I don't want to say I left the industry. I just kind of left some parts of the industries but okay. anyways i moved to reno to make it happen and kind of blow up my career which we can get into and discuss why oh yeah all about that and why i did that um but one of my staff members came in and, and she had cut her hair shorter and she's leaving on the sabbatical for three months and i looked at that hair and she's young <laughs> and i was like no you can't she's like what i was no i i have to fix that hair you're too cute and so Oh my God, uh, we had bar, so cute. We had bar cuts the other day. So I was like, okay, you come in at 12. No, so what about me? I need a trim. Okay, you come in at 1230. So um, how the bar is mimicking still... as um, my hair salon. I got to keep my staff looking beautiful. Yeah, you do. I mean, yeah. that's so your first thing. impression. Yeah, it's the same thing. Whether you're in the salon or your bar owner and you're still around beauty and you enjoy that, then I'm still going to make them beautiful. Absolutely. Wanna, yeah. They have and to you can't great. be a hairstylist and have bad hair behind your bar. No. I mean, that's just not going to happen. No, they have to be cute. They have to be cute. So I have to know, I mean, wow, what an incredible journey. And I have to tell you, bucket list here, and you don't know this about me, but I want to be a bartender for one night. Like, I just want to shake that shaker. You know, oh, we it's... should do, you know, because there's a lot of bars we do, like, um, guest bartenders. Mm-hmm. So oh, we I should do, do one, a beauty one, and we can have some hairdressers Oh, come I would in, love it. And then they bring, you basically bring your friends in to order drinks from you. And then, Free birds. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's go. So then the money, though, that you generate or a percentage of the money that you bring in, mm-hmm. then goes to a charity i love that yeah so you let's could come do in it, and tyler like you could get some reno locals oh, and yes stylists and we'll do a let's do it oh beauty bar we'll beauty, just do bar. Beauty, let's bar, do a beauty bar and then all the Should money we do can go to no yeah oh yeah maybe i don't some know some of the blow dryers are kind of loud it'd oh, be, good it point, would be then. better with like curling or maybe just getting oh, I like that. a coat of uh nail polish or yeah, something just something to kind of round it out a little yeah, bit yeah but it's his more bar about is the... oh god i love his bar so much the emerson here in reno nevada if you have not been there yet go as yeah. soon as possible midtown reno in midtown reno 955 south virginia it or the is emersonreno.com look us up that's right that's right there we go our guilty plug oh so we're gonna do it again because yeah, it is so amazing for sure so what got you started in the the beauty industry then led you oh to my where gosh, you are okay. today let's do let's do my story as quickly as i can do my okay, story okay. Basically, I had actually left New York City and moved to Los Angeles. I think I was 22 at that point. And how uh, long doing hair at this point? 
No, no hair at oh, this okay, point. Oh, okay, okay. No, I had been an assistant in New York. So okay. back then, so this is like the 80s. So back then, no one was checking for licenses. And one of my friends was a top, had her brother was a top colorist in New York. So I just was an assistant in New York. Had no desire to do hair. Wow. Was probably going to do something else. Went to L.A. A friend went to Sassoon, and she came home, and she was showing me some of the haircuts. And so I picked up the shears, did a quick – she goes, here, let's see if you can do this. She showed me like a – a revolve or just like a backed graduation, like mm-hmm. a stacked back kind sure. of sassoon. And I was like, doo, 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 cut it, cut. She goes, oh, my God, I spent all day learning. And like, you just whipped that out in two seconds. She's like, you should just do hair. And so by this point, I was so frustrated of being told how my hair had to be. I was working a lot of front desks at hotels. And mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a dancer. You're 22. Actor. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So then I thought, OK, I met all these hairdressers. And so I thought, OK, I can go get my license and I can be work at a $10 haircut shop back then and I could have a skill and I could travel the world. At least I had a skill. And that's what I thought. So someone came into my beauty school from, his name is Doug Kirkpatrick and he was with Paul Mitchell at the time. And he Any came into my, relation to Cameron Kirkpatrick? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, and then... I took a, one of my mentors in the industry was, or no, Patrick. Yes, yes. Patrick, Patrick. No, <laughs> no. Doug. no. I may be getting the names wrong. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Kirkpatrick. Sorry. So he came in, and then he was with Paul Mitchell, and I kind of just – he helped me. I started doing stuff with him with Paul Mitchell as an assisting, just going behind the salon to understand that and becoming, like, a part of the associates program. But then another guy, Dennis Hoey, came in, and he was looking for – uh, for a B kind of film he was doing, just someone to assist him. Yeah. Okay, by this point, I'm like super cocky. I have no <laughs> idea because I feel like I have nothing to lose because there was nothing invested. Sure. And I said, okay, if I'm going to do this movie with you, um, I have because he was more of a makeup artist okay. and he didn't needed someone who could do hair, right. right, but didn't have to be that great. And so I said, okay, I'll do it, but I need the, I need the hair credit. You have to give me the hair I credit. I love that the, so yeah. much. Okay, so he did. And then I had... Um, the big kind of break was one of our friends living in LA. Everybody was like in the business on yeah. some level. So the friend said, do you want to do the, a model test? No idea what a model test is. Mm-hmm. Everyone nowadays knows what a model test, mm-hmm. new models, they need pictures. So you do a test with them. So I did this test and the photographer turned out to be an art director and she was art directing this wow. video. And she's like, I can get you on this job. I love what you did. You know, and at this point I learned that at that point there was agents that represented hair and makeup people. Um, the entourage didn't exist how no. we did then. And so I learned how to do hair and makeup because celebrities only wanted to take a person with yep. them. There wasn't this entourage. Um, I learned about agencies. I learned about having to put a portfolio together, yes. the same as the models, to present your work. And so I started doing test shoots. And so she got me on. They, we lied. So all my portfolios had been sent out. And the the production company trusted her. And my first music video I ever did was um, R.E.M. Losing My Religion. No. Yeah. And it was like world premiere, the whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, and so that kind of like I was bitten by the bug. Oh, you know, yes. this bug of like, oh, I have to be in showbiz this is magic. on some level. <laughs> yeah. And it was the most money I'd ever made. I made, I think, I, I think I made Honestly, then uh, it sounds crazy, but I think I only made five hundred dollars <laughs> for was big, for, for two days or something, and it was like two fifty a day or something, and it was twelve hour days, but it was the most fun I'd ever had. And they kept saying, you know, and this is one of the things that I would tell people that. Um, so listen up. Um, I 
they asked me, could I do, could I bleach out African-American hair in this black guy? And they needed his hair blonde. And, you know, I was still like in beauty school. Oh, at this gosh. Point. And so I said, they're like, can you do that? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we need it. One of the characters has this toupee on it. It has to keep being pulled off and reset it and coming off. And can you do that? And we're going to need some wigs. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done any of that. Yeah. I, mean, I was just You're in beauty hair. school. And uh, so, also, remind, remind you, he ha- has an apprentice at this point really that long. I mean, he was you assisted someone. Yeah, yeah. No, moved no, no, to L.A. This was all new. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything so, he's saying is new to yeah. him. Yeah, and so, but my mom was a hairdresser, and I was always around hairdressers, so I knew about hair, but not on the level that they were asking, nor ever doing a music video in my entire life. Oh, my gosh. So the thing and is, the one the, you did. Right, I mean. so the lesson that I'd like to share with everyone is, one, fake it till you make it, but say yes. I said yes to the opportunity. I said They said, can you do it? And I was like, yes. Back then, there was no internet. I had to go to the library, and I was looking up all the ways of like how to make a wig, how to do a toupee, how to bleach out hair the right way, like asking questions. Like I just figured it out, and Your then willingness. I would test mm-hmm. on friends. I would like get wigs, and I'd put yeah. it on a friend, and I would practice before yeah. the job was coming up. And still today, I think you know that's what one of the big things is like even. You have to prepare for the job. Mm-hmm. So you should still be practicing, whether it's your friends or your dollhead, your mannequin, just because you got out of beauty school. Yes. There's still wigs. We still have wigs. Get a wig head. Get beautiful synthetic hair that can be, have heat on it now that exists. It didn't I know. use before. And they're really affordable, so you can yep. practice. Um, and they're cheap, so you can chop up those hair and those wigs and burn it and do everything. And you know, What or, great advice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like don't give up. You're 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 um, practicing for the role. That's right. You know, and you're waiting for yeah. when the moment comes. You're prepared. You're kind of you're thing. acting as if you you're working to be. You know, you are trying to be more, and you're getting into that future. Right? It's rebranding yourself. It's who you're trying to become. Who you're working to be. We're always evolving as yeah. artists, well, especially like too. Spiritual. You know, well, spiritual. the thing is, then you have to. Uh, I believe in a lot of Eastern philosophy. Oh, me stuff. too. By the way, mm-hmm. so yep. it is going. Hey, yeah. I envision this for my life yep. and manifesting say, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Manifesting it, yep. making a mantra every yes. day. Uh, you know, I'm, this is my what my intention. I'm grateful I get this opportunity and, to try my intention, or you know, yeah, work towards or towards it. your yes. intention, mm-hmm. and then setting your intention and knowing it's in the back of your mind, and you've set it and you've placed it, and then you're just working to build every day toward that moment when it can yes. happen for you. I love that because I think too many times, especially, I mean, Tyler, I'm trying to like. I have to tell you, I think we get lost in this day and age of the 21st century and how easily everything is readily accessible and how we learn things and how we do things and YouTube and education and so forth. But the grit, the willingness, the ambition, the courage that it took as a new artist really, I mean, it, it, you do have an advantage, your mom being a stylist, because yeah. I mean, you have not really, no, not no, really, no, no, but no, not really, okay, not really at all. So my not mom, real, but. So my mom actually was a hairstylist okay. like in the sixties in Las Vegas. And she did all the showgirls and everything. Oh, but my then gosh. she got married and stopped doing hair. Mm. So she didn't do hair wow, from the sixties until the eighties till my parents got divorced. So she, when oh, she was no. like, okay, I'm going to go back to doing hair after they got divorced. She didn't know how to use a curling iron, yeah. a blow dryer. Yeah, like they were still tools. setting everything yeah, at that this, point. All these tools. So she had to learn. So we actually, I actually taught my mom oh, things that's and really cool. in the salon. She was always amazed. But the funny thing is, when I look back on it, yeah. like my mom was balayaging before anybody was that was a thing or a, mm-hmm. you know like that it became so she that was always like, hand. yeah she mm-hmm. would say like oh take the color and comb it through the hair and you can just put it in places and do yeah. this and you know and we'd be like no mom it's gotta be like like this. mom it's so, gotta go in the foil it yeah, has to be like this it has yeah, to be because, thin thin mom you have well, to see no, that no. it wasn't even thin it was like these thick <laughs> that's chunks true and all this and and her techniques were she was like spot on you know wow. but that's it, it that is a, it interesting. was a time and 
Yeah, it was just the time. It was just completely different. And the tech, no one was ready to hear that. But I think it's something that is a lost art of appreciating because we are very fortunate for beauty professionals who are operating behind the chair today and you have the exposure of Instagram and Facebook and connecting with a wide range yeah. of... Well, you have so much... You, like, I, So I worked for Schwarzkopf mm -hmm. for many years as a platform artist, as an educator, and each year the level of talent and people coming through got greater and greater and greater because they were learning much more. They were faster, faster. Yes. And they just, but they saw, they were inundated with how to balayage, like what um, formulas to use, how to create better up styles to bring vibrance to the hair. The products got better, yes. you know, where when we started, I started, that mm -hmm. didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So they're so smart. These kids already, sometimes it, it was not what I had to teach them. It was, what I had to share with them about my life experience, which yeah. only takes living a life in this business, that's what I had to share more. Yeah. Like, how do you get an agent? How do you reach your goals? How do you keep a steady, consistent business? How do yes. you become a business owner? You know, how, how do you, do you brand yourself? How, how do you, you brand yeah. yourself? How do you yeah. do a website? What to do and what not to do? Yes. You know, what are the right ways to approach something so that you continue to have longevity in this career? Um, the ergonomics of standing and really cutting yes. properly because yes. some of that you're not seeing so necessarily people talking it's, about. It's passed yeah. over. How do you save your back? Like yes. I heard, you know, your back's not great. Yep. And it's like. I'm not behind the chair anymore because of it. Yeah. I, yeah. And so it's like, how do you learn how to take care and honor your body at the Absolutely. same time and cutting hair really well and. You know, so. Well, and I'm so glad that you bring that up because I think it's something that can go overlooked too often is people are the outcome, right? They just want the full books. They just want this busy day. They just want to be this, you know, celebrity stylist. But a huge, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people who that they want. They want to say, I'm booked. I am a celebrity stylist or I'm this. But they don't think about the truth of the long term of yeah. that career. Yes. Or that life. Yeah. Yes. And I agree with you. Which is fine. It which is. Which is fine on yep. some level. But you have to just say, okay, well, each time I'm dealing with this client, how should I be coming off? Like, mm -hmm. I've watched stylists just snap and treat clients oh, so poorly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know. Me too. I'm They're with you. They're only going to stick with you for so long. Yeah. And One your first impression is, you know, and this is something that I like to always touch on with our Freebirds as well is, what is your impression you're giving, not only in person, but online? Because you're up against talented artists. There is not a lack of talent out there. It's simply they're coming back because of the relationship you're building and the human connection and obviously your outcome and your skill, because that's equally as important. But one thing that, you know, I'm curious your take on this because I really I'm torn on social media. And it's funny that I'm the founder of a tech company. Right. But the reason is I believe that there's a beautiful Mary and allowing people to be able to do both in their own way is is it should be right. It, you should be able to do it. But that being said, I built my business across the country as a traveling stylist. Word of mouth. I'm not a celebrity stylist. I'm not anything. You know, I'm not saying I am anything, but I just word of mouth. My clients referred me out. I had X amount of people. I had to go in New York. I had X amount of people. I went. I worked in L.A. I was recruited there. I went. And so. I built all of mine off of the relationships, the networking and things like that. And I think that's a beautiful way to go. And then I meet professionals who really are focused on the social media component and really engaging that way. Um, not right or wrong. Um, but well, I don't think there's right or wrong. They're I don't both, either. And the thing is, they, but what's actually, your take is more no, they actually go hand in hand. <laughs> Agreed. You can't. Mm -hmm. So yep. social media is a yep. way to get yourself seen by a larger audience and then once that you meet that audience in person because someone inevitably has to give you a contract hire That's you right. do something then you build that relationship right. and then that relationship you know and so there's plenty of people who are on social and then they meet somebody they do a gig with somebody 
and they're not going to work with them again. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they were they their social was fraudulent. They yeah. didn't perform what they were going to say, or they they just aren't a great person. Totally. They totally. haven't developed those social skills or how to actually interact. It's like they've lived behind a social media presence. Then it's the ones that become super successful who have built a great social or amazing when you meet them yep. and they perform and give you everything you want and they're going to continue to grow. That's right. And you know, and you'll I be th- discovered if you're just hiding behind Facebook and you're using filters and doing everything and yeah. not posting the truth. Eventually, you'll be found out and you won't have longevity. 100%. And I think that there is something to be said about marrying those two really well and how you use it. Always remember that the online game is your first impression and validation as a professional. Oh, yeah. You can't go. You No. I We're started in the 21st so century. late at Instagram and all of that. Mm-hmm. I hardly have any followers. And it's like, yep. and it was it's needed in this day and age because I was like, oh, this isn't a thing, yeah. you know, and you start to realize like this is. This is everything now. This is now a new way of business. It's just the way it is. That's right. And so we certainly like to embrace it as well. And I'm just so curious because I believe that with um, 80s, 90s, right? And when I came out into the industry, it's far different 11 years later, like, we didn't have Facebook as on point as we do now. We did, we actually, we didn't even have Facebook yeah. yet. It wasn't even out. Then Instagram wasn't even close to out. So all of these things, I kind of came up in the old school mentality of you sit, you grind, and you hope your books yeah. get full and you network and, and so forth. And you still do. You do. But, and- you, but on top of that now, I will say... You still have to do all of that, and on top of it, you now have you're to have a photographer. Instagram. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. do. You have to, and you're have a lighting expert. Great pic- and you are, yeah. and yeah. you should be. That's and just- you should be. And half these kids grew up that way anyway, so they already experts without. And even I'm so grateful. About but it. you know who my heart goes out to is the older generation who, you know, maybe they're still growing, right? Because we can't assume that everyone, because they're the veterans in this community and they're still going, because we have to be realistic in the range of the industry we're we're speaking of. And I work with a lot of professionals who are in that baby baby boomer range that. Yeah. They can't. They can't grasp this technology if they even tried, and it's understandable because they didn't grow up with it well, like the younger generation. That's a choice, honestly. Oh, and they are. They're yeah, the ones we I mean, work that's with. The, are, that's their choice if totally. they're not going to grasp the technology. And that's the thing about this, the beauty industry in general. You have to stay young. You have to stay yeah. relevant. It should. I keep, love that it about it. To be honest, you young. Yes, it will. If you stay interested, and that just goes for life in general. If you wake up every day interested, yes, and you want to learn something or know do something, then you're going to have a better lifespan I and agree. you just continue to grow. If you wake up and you're complacent, then yeah. you're the person who did fall behind in techniques. You're the person who did fall behind on social media. You're the person who fell behind because you just Agreed. didn't want to be relevant. Agreed. And you also too is maybe. Maybe not. And also too is be open with yourselves and know that you're going to have low points and you're going to have days when you want to hang up your shears out there. Oh, All God. of you beauty professionals <laughs> out there. I mean, <laughs> there are so many days, but the truth of the matter is, is go back to what makes you love this industry and stay eager, stay eager to learn, stay eager to go out there. When was the last time you took a class? When was the last time you woke up uncomfortable? I read this quote recently and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to keep this. Not necessarily a quote, more of a statement, but the, the book that I was reading, the gentleman said, every morning I wake up, I gulp. And I'm like, ooh, that's a bold statement. Like he goes, I don't wake up thinking... Oh, today's going to be a nice, easy day. I wake up knowing that I put something ahead of myself that's going to challenge me and really push me outside my comfort zone. And that has only been beneficial for me. And listening to your career and your story, it sounds like it's been the same for you. So after L.A. and you yeah. now, well, like, so, so you mean, have honestly, to kind of paint I, that a little, I, right? I, I gulp every day, but for I don't sure. think of it as gulping. Nope. It's just my personality or who I, how I am. Um yeah, so okay, so I go to LA, go to B school. Sure. Find these people who are like, okay, you're doing this music video. Next thing I know, I get an agent. 
Uh, what did an agent look like, right? Like what, that agent, not everyone even knows what that looks like. Yeah, to have what an did agency? That, yeah, yeah. What did that look uh, now like for or you? Then, well, no, for you, general. your story. Like what did that look like for you then? Oh, no, I didn't know. I just, it's a person who takes bookings and gets okay. you things. I yeah. had no idea and I had a portfolio and I was like, okay, so now I learned, uh, I got a portfolio. I got REM helped me get, the music video helped me get more images. And <laughs> Like I, I have something first, to put in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> here's the show you. Yes. And then they, one gave me a break and okay. so I got a break. And then um, one of the hairdressers at the agency, she was doing the hair for Roseanne, the person on the show. Mm -hmm. They were looking for supporting cast. He calls me and says, oh, okay, your book went to Roseanne. And I'm like, oh, you're fucking kidding me. It's like, right? And then he calls me and he says, okay, you booked the job. I'm like, what? So then I became the hairdresser on Roseanne. I mean, how cool, Tyler. I mean... You, um, you said yes. Yeah. You said so, yes. Yeah, I said yes, and I was, like, freaking out. I loved Sandra Bernhardt. So she was, like, she had come out with a movie at the time called Without You, I'm Nothing. That's still, mm. I love it. She's so witty and amazing. So day, I didn't even think about it, though. So day one, Roseanne, first person in, Sandra Bernhardt sits oh in my chair. My and I was, like... <laughs> Oh my God! This is, I'm gonna be, and I kept thinking I'm gonna be a fraud. I'm gonna be found out. And I think, I don't know if I, I think that probably this younger generation, and I don't know, you can tell me if you ever sure. believe this about yourself or coworkers ever thought this. I always thought because it happened so quickly for me, and the industry was changing so quickly, and we were, we were in the time of the supermodel. Yeah. Um, oh yes. That I was gonna be found out. That I was a fraud. I didn't know what I was doing, and it took me a really long term time until I started educating with Paul uh, with um, Schwarzkopf that I realized I did know what I was doing and how to articulate it. But for the longest time, I was going to be found out I was a fraud. And by this point, and mind you, by this point, um, you already been so, working on Roseanne. Well, I had an agent, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then so then this point, so now then it's like I did Cosmo and GQ. And what if they found out now? All these you different know? celebrities, yeah. and I just kept doing stuff. Yeah. And I was working with Nordstrom and Macy's and Talbots and Target and every big brand across the country, and going around the world and tours and Avril Lavigne and Sarah McLaughlin and you know like everybody and Luis Miguel and wow. um, I was like, oh, I was going to be found out. And then at some point, I just realized like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I held on it for a really long time, and I don't know for that. I have to tell you, I, I'm going to just share it with you so you know. I have the exact same it's almost imposter syndrome if you will yeah. like i legitimately so a little backstory i came from a very small town moved to a big city started building my clientele very fast had over 500 clients and i'm like i still was feeling like i was figuring out what i was doing right at this point i'm five years six years behind the chair but yeah i still and still you still are after five or six you really years. are you're not you really you're, are. and honestly I, i'll tell you that um i rounded out my skill set and my specialty probably year six you know when i really um i was i had found it but i had not you know, I really started refining it year six, everyone year six, like, and that's, that's still pretty fast. Maybe, you know, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It's each of us are at our own pace. Yeah. And that's just doing hair. Yeah. That's not even saying, oh, I'm doing hair and I own and run the business nope. and I'm doing freelance and I've conquered Running this, social media, running. This. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, that's... I'm just finally comfortable behind the chair. Feeling I'm confident like... that I should charge what I'm charging. Yeah. Like that's where that gets. And even then though, I have to tell you, I, I still, I think maybe only until a couple of years ago when I was in LA and I was up against a lot of challenges. I had already had my skin tested, the thickness, you know, all of those things, but LA really will put you to the test. And mm -hmm. New York was even more 
comforting for me than LA yeah. you know yeah and I enjoy New York I love New York I actually prefer I to do hair in LA. New York far more than I do in LA and which is so funny but I think I just like the people I like how direct they are <laughs> with me in New York and I love that so um I think that's probably why I was drawn to you I'm like yes he's a New Yorker <laughs> but um I struggled with imposter syndrome and understanding my worth and that I knew what I was oh, microphone dropped guys sorry about that um you know I was very concerned about that as well and then also too is but my outcomes were fine and everything kept turning out really great I never apprenticed I was this really good color so all of a sudden I became an educator for the salon I was moving up very fast but and then I was hated because my fellow co-workers were like she's been here a year why is she going to attend grand class to be the educator and I didn't know they just asked and I was so excited but I couldn't even enjoy that excitement because I didn't feel worthy that I yeah. should be the stylist going and you know and then it was time to raise my prices and I'm like how do I do this? Right. I love what I do. And maybe I'm maybe I'm getting better. You know, it's just this yeah. constant well, battle. Well, the other thing is when you are enjoying it, it's really hard to want to charge people a That's lot of right. money for something you're actually enjoying. And That's right. I totally suffered from that where I'd give away haircuts and clients yep. that I loved. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Uh, the and emotional discount. And, yeah. Yes. Like I was such a sucker for me it too. And it yeah. wasn't. And honestly, I don't think there's a magical moment. You guys, I really don't. I think you just learn to like yourself. And no matter what the outcome for me, that's what it is, is I just knew I was doing what I loved. And as long as I entered into every single moment, whether it be this podcast, whether it be the head of hair I was working on or the conversation I was having with the person is I went in with the best of intentions and from the right place in my heart. And no matter what the outcome was, I couldn't have gone wrong. That's what I had. That well, was that my, goes, that's, I think that's for everything. Totally. That's, like that's my everything, mental checklist right? checklist. Yeah. So for sure. Cause I'm like, are they going to think that I'm not this good of a colorist? And I worked a lot among 30 stylists. So you know there's talent yeah, everywhere. everywhere. In LA, that's the beautiful thing. You watch all is. these other stylists and you learn and you yeah. grow and you help each other. Isn't and you it find beautiful the right though? Place and, yeah, yeah, but I was worried I'd be found out. As yeah. I'm in LA working at the exclusive salon of LA Fashion Week and I'm up against all of these incredibly talented I thought they were going to just look at me, look at my foil. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody everyone is judging. Feels that. I mean, oh, of course they are. Look, of course. I, just worked, I had worked with Francois Nars for years doing oh makeup God. and uh, Lena Caro, who's his like right-hand woman. Totally. So... Uh, two seasons ago so I had done Marc Jacobs with them way back in the mm -hmm. 80s during like fashion like the Love height it. of the supermodel and so then I just did the one two years ago so with Lena said oh yeah come do it we need you like we need more people come do it and so oh, yes th but it's all the same people and so I rolled in and they're like looking at who I am because yeah. I'm saying hello I'm so chummy with everybody totally. and they didn't know me very well and because um, I hadn't been part of their team on some level because right. I really not wasn't doing makeup I'm just doing more hair so I went and did makeup and you know they show you what the makeup look is and so i do makeup da, yeah. da, da, and then you know francois is kind of looking at everyone and i take you know they're i walk my model up and like da, da, oh beautiful tyler gorgeous da, da, you know gorgeous and everyone's like who is this <laughs> i love you know? that and yes it's just like okay great move yep. on to my next yep. one yeah yeah no i think it's great and i think also too is there's it, these weird little validations that just go oh, all right i'm still i yeah. still got it yeah yeah you know it's fine it's, it's so funny though is um i think it's healthy to have that as well it's always that it keeps you humble in yeah. the industry but there's always a little like you yeah. know nervousness you oh, still a little nervousness that's yeah. what keeps you i think that's, that's what, what it is you. Yeah, right there the, you can you can know you're scared of something or nervous around yeah. something but you still do it and feel the fear that's what, and do it anyway yeah, that's feel it. it um wait, so then you touched on something i wanted to say oh yes so even though the industry is everything it is and you know people might be wondering like why did i leave the industry sure. and sometimes i'm like oh my god why did i but when i started 
every there wasn't the entourage there wasn't a million hairstylists getting in this there wasn't million social media um, and the things that's changed all around for fashion is the fast fashion yeah. has really killed some of fashion Agreed. and especially the designers um, now they used to do two collections then it was four collections and it was a resort now it's like six collections of the year they're getting burnt out you see like Marc Jacobs closing stores down tons ton of designers closing stores um, quitting houses they can't keep up and so for me being in New York everything was great but all the fashion brands and everything started turning into corporate yeah. and we were monitored by being the digital media like when we started and they could watch everything and timing us and it just started changing so much yeah. and then uh, that so passion she, wasn't there necessarily yeah. and then anymore. we were getting mm-hmm. jobs and our agent would call and just say okay hear me out um and every time we started hear me out it was like okay this isn't you're like good. i'm not sure i want to <laughs> yeah and so it would be the, the ask would be okay there's no money but it's social media with this big artist and they'll do pictures for you and how I started thinking, interesting i is thought this that? is crazy so i'm not getting uh-huh. paid now to do what i do but i need to get more socials from having this celebrity on my social media it's almost another form so of I, currency almost so i could get mm-hmm. um an ad yeah. or something or a brand oh you know and i thought this isn't this isn't fun anymore no yeah I mean, for me but that was that was me from where i started well that's in the that's 80s, the point early right there. Ni- the 90s to now and so this generation has a different um perspective of how they do it and what what they're enjoying yeah. and it's fun for them yes you know it was just different for me well so it's for just me, a it striking contrast out. you know and i think that's a good point and i'm glad you brought up why you why you've stepped away from the industry um not well, I'm doing only bar cuts. <laughs> I love that. Um, but, you know, and that's the thing, too, is it's not a bad thing either with transitioning in the industry or out of the industry. That's something to be mindful of as well is mm-hmm. opening up yourself to the yes moments of yep. where your passions take you. For Tyler, it was the moment that it he wasn't as fueled or as inspired as the industry was taking its turn. And there's nothing wrong with that. But no. well, I love- the other thing is a lot of people like you. Yeah. We're we're not we're not a lot of us just love doing hair and that's the, yeah. all they want to do. But yeah. for many of us, there's more to us. You yes. want to start a brand. You want to build something. Yes. You like clothing. You like interior design. And so, how do you take the risk? Like you're like, okay, I don't want to be behind a chair anymore. I yeah. want to own a tech company. Yeah. I want to teach and I want to educate yeah. more in a different way. I want to help more platform. people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so, how do you take that risk? How do you say I'm these both? That's these right. Things? That's right. And you you have to say yes. You yeah. take the risk and yeah. you put in those moments and those gut moments. Those moments we're talking about where it's like, ooh, are they going to find us out? That's really just your courage saying go. Like it's the truth of if you know what you're doing and you're just taking those extra um, risks to grow yourself or your career. Good for you keep saying yes and feel that fear and do it anyway because I promise you I guarantee Tyler and myself both never expected us to be sitting in front of each other and not meeting in a hair salon like we in Reno yeah in Reno Nevada neither of us ever imagined being here just so you all know this was not the place and I am loving it Um, I got I love it this is I oh my gosh probably in the early 90s I got this horoscope I'm a Gemini I'm a Sagittarius Uh, is that, I don't I, I don't know anything about science. I only know that Gemini is a creative sign and people go, oh, you're too you're, crazy person. You're the evil twin. Yeah. <laughs> so I got this horoscope. And I think it was probably out of Elle magazine or something. Mm-hmm. I only read fashion magazines. So it was probably at Elle and probably no 20 surprise, years Tyler. ago. And I still kept this horoscope. And it kind of goes something like this. Basically, it's like the greatest failure, the greatest risk in life has to, is to have never risked anything, yeah. which then is the greatest failure. Yes. Something like that. Yes. And it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. It's, like, it's the truth. It's the truth. If you never fail, you never have the opportunity to really learn or know. Like, it's crazy. And 
I always share this one story. Oh, yeah. Risks must be taken because the greatest failure in life is to have never risked. Oh, I love how that was like right yeah. there. You just, that was in that <laughs> word bank right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. And I, I mean, the striking, um, the striking comparison of what the industry looks like today, even from myself 11 years ago and yourself in uh, the 80s and 90s, it's it's very interesting. But what I love most is these moments where veterans, different industry walks of life are coming together to say, hey, this is how I did it. Do you use the technology, use the advancements you have, but make sure you're finding your passion. Make sure you're chasing those yeses and you're doing those things. So that being said, throughout all of your... Um, Wonderful experiences, Tyler. I mean, God, mm -hmm. globetrotter everywhere, all over, you know. Um, what kept you excited? What did you love about that experience? Oh, God. Okay. Let's, there's so many things to like and so many things to hate. Oh, both. Um, <laughs> so the, the great was, I was the person I used to be, uh, maybe not so far anymore, but I used to love Mondays. Because on a Monday, the agency would open back up and calls would be coming in. And at any point, I could all get the a new bookings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're going to get on a plane. You're going to go here and you're going to and do this. And and uh, all of that then ends, you know, 27 years later where it's like, oh, God, please, I don't want to get on another plane again. Oh, my <laughs> God. I hate getting on a plane. Yeah. Um, so that so what was the plus that I loved was travel and going everywhere. It's like, oh, God, just I would start getting pits in my stomach when it's like, oh, I got to get into another cab, mm. go to JFK or Newark and just sit and go to LAX and just like mm -hmm. these flights, even though it's like, oh, I had lifetime status. You have all the miles. It's like it's fine, but it's like it just takes a toll on you. Soul sucking a little bit once it's a not bit. a little bit once it's not the fire anymore that keeps yeah. it burning. I think. Well, everything changed, but the, yeah. that was like one of the beautiful things meeting the most amazing actors and writers and mm. athletes and the creatives these creatives mm -hmm. that they have lent something to our world and given it something that will like exist forever made an like, impression on all of us yeah. in well some like way. sarah mclaughlin yes you know oh like gosh, her yes. song angel yeah like a person to have like she's one of my most favorite clients but to have a song that is going to endure probably yes. a, like a legacy yes you know it's like oh my god to be able to work with people like that and just different olympic athletes and to be on the tv's roseanne that like changed the way we saw yeah. television on some level and the family dynamic and yes. to be part of that um so those were all great but then here we are fast forward and it changed to now i'm doing reality stars you yeah. know it's like they call them the upfronts you go to the upfronts for like nbc and all the mm -hmm. different things when you're like oh i an american and the mm -hmm. little tv spots you see with the celebrities well you go with your team you get them ready and they do all the different things and now it's like you're doing reality stars mm -hmm. you know and so the, the so there's really no i mean I love Hollywood glamour, like, yeah. you know, the whole um, component of sharing a story and this glam and the rolling out of the red car. There is something about that that is truly Well, the, for lost. me it was that, but it was not even that. It was that I was working with artists and now I'm That's working what I mean. with personalities. That's exactly right. And it's completely There different. was a whole package here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They had yeah. to do a lot to keep this repertoire and this... Um, yeah, to become, yes. Yeah, to become famous and you really had to be actually famous mm -hmm. to the arts. Yes. Um, yeah, trying to create that persona a little bit, you know, because something that's lost is, you know, the Grammys aren't even looked at as heavily as they were once oh no, at a point Oscars in time. No, wait, what was just on the Grammys? Yes. It just had like the lowest rated reviews. Isn't that sad? And yeah. this is like people working so hard. And this is um, this is where it's my because uh, truthfully, it's, I mean, I'll say it. I feel like that all of those accolades, the Emmys, the Grammys, the Tonys, all of yeah. them have become maybe not uh, maybe Tonys too, become so um 
patting themselves on the back mm. in industry. Give you know they even have nominations for the best show. Like the Oscar can be nominated for an Emmy for a best um, television show. What? Yeah. Yeah, so all the shows that You're like, what the, is this all now? the award shows are actually can be nominated for best director, best show, best thing. Yeah, it's just like, well, that's well, even weirder. So, and you know, that really almost takes away the allure of them being the the pinnacle of like succession for these actors yeah. because they were the ones that were setting the tone, not looking to get the award. Yeah. You well, know, the other so, thing is everything isn't super glamorous like it used to be in the I know. day. And Do you know what I so saw recently? And everyone at, can be seen. at the leisure at. Athleisure is 60% of the fashion market now. And that breaks my heart so much because... That breaks my eyes when I have to go to the plane and I see all these women in these tight spandex that shouldn't be getting on the plane, like, torn When they bend over. Oh, it's like, just (laughs) That always cracks me up. I'm like, sweetheart, if it's see-through at home, it's it's see-through on on the the plane. plane. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I always tell... I always think this as I'm on planes, like... And speaking of travel, which is so funny, because I'm a gypsy by trade. Like, not by trade, but I freaking (laughs) love to go everywhere. I will roam if the wind blows hard enough. That's why when you were telling me all these fun little places, I'm like... I've been too much on the north side. I need to go down there now. I haven't been over there, but because um, all of like Truckee and um, North Lake oh, yeah. Tahoe, those are where. If you've we... ever been to Reno Tahoe area, it oh. is really beautiful. Tahoe's gorgeous. Truckee, Virginia City. There's like a little bit of. Well, you're talking to two city lovers who have been traveling yeah. for their careers. And I can't say like, oh, I'm super in love. Like I miss New York like, oh, every day, but yeah. um, you don't have to ever leave here. Yeah, you've got four seasons and you've got things to do outside. Agreed. All year and round. the people are it's really beautiful. wonderful. I people have, are really nice. They really yeah. are. And you know, I will say, in all in all fairness and, and all the food's truth, great. There's good food scene. There's food, a great yeah. cocktail scene. There's a great brewery. Oh, the like, brewery scene too. Yeah, yep, amazing. Yep. Um, it's yep. booming. The river, floating the river, going. Oh to my Tahoe. gosh, Tahoe Donner. Oh my yeah. gosh. And also too is like that's the thing that is. Um, for me, it was hard as a as a career hairstylist is coming into this silo market of Reno, Nevada before I started Freebird, before I had any idea that um, we relocated here to be close There's to There's a lot of money here. There's a lot of money here. Apple's management. I love we're like supposed to talk about hair, but instead we're oh, talking no, about no, like no, we're Apple's not talking. money management is like based out of Reno. China's second largest bank yes. is Microsoft's third Reno. largest office is here. Yeah, in Reno. And all- it's because we have no um, sales tax or no tax. Yes, yes. And also, too, what's crazy about Reno is you can almost get any walk of life here. That's what I love is there's a different bar. There's a different, you know. Which, okay, and just by the way, if you guys are listening to this, Reno isn't anywhere close to Las Vegas. No, it is not. It's not even like Las Vegas. (laughs) No. It's completely different. North, south, north, south. It's more like (laughs) Portland. We're like a little Mm -hmm. Portland or We're a high desert Portland, Denver. I always compare us to Portland and Denver. So we have the, that's why I see either Austin. Yeah, Austin's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, it's dry climate here. It's, it's dry. It's, it's beautiful. Nice. And that's one thing, though, that it's been a pleasant surprise for myself being here as a professional because I'm going to tell you right now, the people I've met here are so wickedly talented. And they are so many talented people here. They it's are really getting nominated left and yeah. right across the yeah. board. And There's I'm like, a lot of beautiful, amazing makeup artists, like hairstylists, really yeah, with all big of them. Instagram followers. Huge. And, yeah, doing really great hair. But that's anywhere. That's in any that's city That's exactly now. right. Yeah. It isn't like how it used to be where it was the small towns. in L.A. or New York and the small towns were they weren't yeah, but you know what is because the is information the salons. Is, is available now. The salons. That's the big difference. And that is something that 
is interesting to see here. And I have to tell you, Reno's game is really stepping it up. Oh, I've been yeah. into quite a few that that's everywhere. All these small cities really. Yeah, up they really they are. They're trying to. But the problem is, you know, I think this is true across the board. Not problem opportunity. Right. There's no problem. It's an opportunity. But, you know, they're coming up with all these glitz and glam opportunities of their salon looking like the larger cities without the education or knowledge of the know-how, how how to get there, right? So they're coming from hairstylist to, oh, I'm going to be a high-end salon Mm -hmm. owner. And that is such a big leap that that's, yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's do that. Go for it. All right, so if you've kept tuned into this point and you've dropped and you came back, okay, so here's my (laughs) advice. So I I went to beauty school. I got a career. I got an agent. I did everything. I owned a salon in West Hollywood. I worked at Serge Normand Salon in New York City. I said yes to all these opportunities. You are amazing. (laughs) But the thing is, you have to want to keep working and growing your business and and if you want to become a session size or hairs uh, you want an agent so here's some of the things you have to probably first assist you're going to have to either go to new york or la you really are still yep. you can start in a smaller market but you have to probably go Those to new york la san francisco yep. um chicago uh, maybe a little bit of Atlanta, maybe my Miami. Dallas so is actually find, pretty good too. Dallas is getting yep. Dallas is better because they have Neiman Marcus's there. Yeah. Um, so you can get an agent, but first getting an agent is find a hairdresser or someone who's represented. Yep. So go on their website, find who you love. Like I was with uh, artist group, and so you can go kind of still with I don't know <laughs> um, my agent. Um, anyway, so I was with artist group. So you can go on, go to find artists that you like. Send them messages. See if they need an assistant. Contact the agencies. But if you're going to contact the agencies, make sure you have a website. No one wants to see yeah. a portfolio. They want to see a portfolio. Yep. They're not looking at images. They're not going to look through your email. You're going to send a link. They're going to click on your link. Yes. Make sure if you're when you have your website, it's easy and concise. It says who you've worked with, what you've done. If you have 10 great pictures, put 10 great pictures. If you only have five great pictures, put five. Yep. Don't put... 40 mediocre pictures quality over quality, quality. yes quality yes. Just over like, quantity like, just like sex life yes oh gosh yes, <laughs> choose yes. quality over Cheers. quantity <laughs> um so then really dial in your 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 um, website you have mm-hmm. to have it dial in your instagram so if you have instagram have your personal have your professional completely yes. separate and make sure you pick a tone and a direction and make sure if it's just 10 great pictures again but have it really dialed in have a link to your website that's what an agent and somebody who's going to hire you yes. is going to want to see so have that ready okay now you get in with an agency you get a meeting with an agency the thing is they're going to tell you you have if i call you to do a job with somebody you have to say yes if you yep. ever say no to oh, me yes. we will not ask you to do it yes. again so you have to be ready and you have to be available the other thing is when you show up on set look nice look put together be a professional be a professional be ready to help. Be ready, eager. Don't just sit on your phone 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, Look I got- for ways to help. Watch people listen. One of the greatest experiences that you can have in this industry, one of the very first fashion shows that I ever did and being able to work with incredibly talented artists after that, my first one taught me everything I needed for the rest of them. And it was that moment of being willing to be observant, to be able to be humble and watch someone else. Like, don't worry that you're going to be looked down on or that thought of that you don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, wait, okay. Oh, yeah, That's like, no, that just clicked. Totally. So the other thing is, okay, so now you're going to do, you need to do a photo shoot. You want to get pictures. You want to build up your website. Know that you'll have another photo shoot. Choose a direction for that shoot, okay? So you're going to pick a theme, whatever it's going to be. It's like, we're doing winter white or we're going to do... Dresses on the beach Whatever that are it flowy. Is. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. just do simple hair for that shoot. Don't change the the hair for every picture mm-hmm. of the hair and makeup. So many people Good want point. to do that because they 
They don't I, want it I to wanna, look the same. Yeah, yeah. I want to show you everything I can do at one time. Good That will point. sabotage you. Good just point. pick a direction and just do a slight change, whether you're adding a little bit of a lip mm. or you're just simply adding a little more texture to the yeah. hair or just tossing it, flip it on something. the Yes, yes. Simple. Yep. And that, that your shoot is done. Yep. Do n- less, what do you say? Less confidence? is, what less is more. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, less is more. Yeah. And the most simplistic hair and the most simplistic makeup is actually the most difficult to do. It is. So learn how. And the other thing is you have to realize that hair, what you put in the salon and when they leave, you don't kind of really get to see how that hair lives. But when you're doing a photo shoot, that hair has to live anywhere from 8 to 12 hours. Truth. So use less product. Yes. Keep it really simple. Know that you're going to have to continue to manipulate that hair without probably being able to wash it. So don't go in and start throwing all this product in here that you maybe don't know a product, that you're putting too much, that less definitely is more. So don't try to give me everything in the kitchen sink. Really dial in what it is you want. Just do one shoot. Know there'll be another one. And slowly build your portfolio that way and all your Instagram pictures in the same way. I agree. I 100%. And I love that advice, Tyler, because there's such beauty and simplicity. And I think that when you are on the outside of that type, but when you put it into perspective of 8 to 12 hours, I mean, when you're working models. You know, people don't think about that. No, they they don't. don't. think that this model is working. You're with this human being touching that hair. This human is having to sit there and literally be a model. I know that 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 kind of can sound glamorous, but you guys, they're poked and prodded for hours. hours. And we're not gentle, you know, like, because we're moving fast and we try to be as gentle as we can. But that tip of beauty and simplicity, start out small and work mm-hmm. your way up is so huge. But also to something I think people um, underestimate. Oh, and here's the yeah, other thing. Yeah. Okay, here's the other thing. I love this. Do the hair for your shoots and even in the salon that you love. Mm-hmm. If, you, yes. if you venture out and you do something you like, and yes, you should try different things. But if it isn't in your wheelhouse or what you enjoy or you have passion Mm -hmm. around, don't put it in your portfolio. Because there's so many times I'll put something in my portfolio and client will go, oh, my God, I want that. And you're like, no, that's not what I like to do. Oh, my God, that was two wigs. You know, that was this. And it's like, I don't like building those. I don't want to do that. That isn't. I don't want to be known for that. I don't want to. Well, that's not the work I enjoy doing. So do the hair, the color and everything that you enjoy doing and put that as your portfolio so that you're booked on stuff that you're really passionate about. And if you love making wigs have it wigs for days love make it. it look amazing love it well and he brings up a really good point hair. here is you need to showcase the talent and skills that you want to attract right so if you're putting up men's haircuts if you're putting up you know short oh, yeah. haircuts yeah. and you're not wanting to do that as your repertoire it's like we were saying you're building who you're becoming right so you may you're not building your brand like that's if exactly you want to be right. a men's yes. barber men's haircut and yes. you're a sexy woman and like that's right baby it. Like groomers, some of the groomers in this industry. So if you're a groomer, yep. groomers, uh, in a, and when you have an agent, the groomers do the men. They call yes. them groomers. So if you want to become a groomer mm-hmm. or you want to have, develop a men's clientele, then put up men's That's pictures. exactly yeah. right. And that's what we teach at Freebird, too, is really empower in, um, encouraging them to know their love, their vision, their passion, so that when they are working on their personal brands and their online presence, that they're attracting what they want. So yeah. be aware of that. But also, and you some... have to know that goes right back to the beginning. Set a mantra, set a goal, set a, a manifest that you got to bring yeah. it out. And the other thing, too, is that I think that is um, always overlooked is the time involved, the the time commitment of getting these quality things together. So, uh, Tyler, someone who's been very well versed in the fashion, the photography, all of these things. Photography, hair, and makeup go in sync for Tyler. Okay, so like that is something that is so natural. He can, he could probably put together one of the most beautiful shoots because of his experience. And there is, there is weight and gold here. But as a professional behind the chair, every single day trying to be the multifaceted professional that we have to be today, it takes time. 
schedule yourself, set yourself up for success. If you want to have new content and quality content, set up a day, work with a local photographer, work with models. Like Tyler said, simple, beautiful, and have it, have a direction for your shoot. But that's something that a lot of people, you know, they're just trying to take these pictures behind the chair and they're thinking that's how everyone's getting these shots. This illusion is still there. Right. And the truth of the matter is they probably have two or three ring lights. They probably have a, a, someone yeah. helping them. Yeah, which every, I mean, that's However, the salon. The salons nowadays are super cool. They've got and the that is great. backdrops. They've got the ring lights. Yes. They've got everything going on. Yes. They know how to take great pictures. They have it all set up. If they know they have a client coming in, it's a but big you know transformation. that so many people They're don't know do how to it. do this still. Like this is the hardest thing, right? Is yeah. all of these people who are trying the ones who have figured it out. It's all about lighting. It, it's honestly, the truth. It's the truth. It just comes down to the lighting and that you don't have to put and so time. many filters on because it's so obvious. Yeah. If you're using filters, that yes. that hair or that color. Um, just color. Usually the filters are manipulating yeah. the Cut, color. You're going to see that blunt edge if you don't have the lighting yeah. properly because the shadows will, will you oh, know. Oh, that's the... okay. Here's another thing. Know that, which maybe a lot of people don't. It's maybe. like if you have dark hair that you're really looking at a silhouette. You're looking at a mm -hmm. shape um, versus where you, if you have lighter hair, you see the movement and you see the texture mm -hmm. within the hair. So if you've got someone with the dark hair, don't try to throw a ton of light on it to mm -hmm. help show your beach waves on that hair right. unless you've got some little honey highlights or caramel highlights right. or something breaking it up it's not going to show nope don't photograph that hair no and stylists translate what you learned for coloring process into <laughs> lighting process because same exactly it's right. the exact yeah. same how thing does it reflect? that's What's exactly right how does hair reflect yep yeah. exactly where you place the light that is where right. it's and going how's it going to look in the image that's i know that the same way it's like oh i have dark hair how can i photograph this after how am i going to finish this hair maybe it's just going to be super sleek and super blunt high pony something that's totally. just like chic and easy and then i've got this blonde that comes in that's really light and it's like oh my god i'm just going to create this very fluffy texture on this yeah. hair to finish it that way for her and get a freaking gorgeous well and get picture. excited about your work I know, get, excited. See, I get excited I, about I it. And here's my problem i have this love hate that <laughs> oh. i left the industry but i'm like i know it doesn't exist in the only it's a more like Doing hair anymore for this industry is more like a passion project. And that's coming really because is. I know what it was, yeah, the industry yeah. was before. So these young kids going into it now, it's fun. All the celebrities oh, still so exist. Fun. You're going to have a great time. Yep. Who and you're, you're going to understand their language because the you're yeah, in it. It's okay. The proximity of to celebrity and different people mm -hmm. you meet and where you get to go like is... Amazing. Much more accessible now, and it is amazing. Yeah. And you know, we certainly like to give you full spectrum of all of our experience, so you can find yours in the yeah. middle. And well, but... it doesn't matter where you live anymore. Nope. So you can live anywhere. You can build your portfolio. Yes. In the end, you will probably have to move move to a major city, yep. but you can build it where you're at, and then choose to leave because you have to go where they live. That's exactly and right. And all the brands. That's exactly you know? right. So the brands live pretty much in New York and Los Angeles and some little cities well, in between. Well, they're the fashion pioneers, right? Like we all look to them as, you know, those are our beacons of what's coming in from London and Milan and, you know, all yeah. of those I mean, things. You can go to so. Paris. You can live. I lived in Paris. I lived in Australia. So, you so can my, and go my bucket list, country. just so all of you out there who are creating your own bucket list, for me, I never knew what I wanted to do in the industry, right? I just loved helping people and making them feel beautiful. And color was a challenge to me because it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it could go sideways on you or it could yeah. be. And I love the chemistry component of it. So I am a color specialist. I love it. But... It was just so interesting as I was trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, and how I wanted to create that. And there was no right or wrong way to do it. You just get there. And you just need to make sure that you're passionate about it and having fun with it. And know that what we're saying is just what the quirks and the fun things we've learned along the way 
but enjoy it. But be kind and really make sure you're passionate yeah. about okay, what I you're touch doing. On something you said about that. So I love it. While you're doing color and you're doing your formulations, yeah. this is a mistake I made so many times, and I still see young stylists and stylists in general. But client comes in, and you kind of look and you're like, ah, oh, they're level five, they're level mm-hmm. six. They've got like regrowth. They've got the orangey band. Da, 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 you know, they want this. It's a correction. Um, or they want more of a vibrant red or something. Sure. You're just, and, you're, and so you ask another stylist. You have an idea in your head, but mm. then you ask another stylist, like, what do you think? And then all of a sudden, you've muddied what is in your head, or maybe not. But You muted your creativity. Or, or mm-hmm. you just didn't trust what your yep. instincts were. At least if you did what you thought it should be, and it comes out right or it comes out wrong, you learned from the formula you had in your mind yeah. versus trying half your formula and half someone else's you're always formula, gonna wonder then it's gonna it will always be a problem always most always. often it's like i'd rather make the mistake knowing that i chose made the choice yep then yep. i know where what the decision was how i got there and then how i can shift it and change that and also mentors out there listen to this what he's saying because i think a lot of times is we're busy and you know you have an apprentice walk up to you and say hey i have this idea or you have another coworker walk up it's very common for me as i travel in between my salons for this to happen and let them let their brains think ask them what they're thinking first don't immediately put your input on it just to let their brains think it out because a lot of the times creatives are looking for a safe space and an open soundboard to let their thoughts come out so just like what tyler said do your thought do your thought you know you just need to say it out loud and then you're like okay i got the answer never mind don't say anything and also too is i promise (laughs) you i have had i've had coworkers walk up to me and they've asked me hey cam can you help me formulate this blah 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 and i'm like well first of all what are you thinking in these things and before you know it they looked at me and they're like I got it. And I'm like, I kind of thought you would, you know, and the thing is you're just trying to help and you're trying to, I'm you guys, I'm like kissing this microphone. I just want to be all over it. Um, But you know, the thing is we want to help. We want to be these things, but Leave them to their answers. And it to goes help right them. back to the end, the beginning. We'll take it full circle. Well, yeah, let's full circle this as we're wrapping this up. Yeah, is that you just have to say yes, and you have to trust your yes. instinct, and just follow your instinct, and it's never going to lead you astray. And you will have learned each. I don't believe in sin, and I don't believe yeah. in mistakes. Everything that we do in our life is a learning lesson to take us to where we're inevitably supposed to be. Tyler, have you been reading my journal? I literally <laughs> say life is a series of experiences I would to take like, on if I could to the next, next one. To your husband and read the journal. I mean, isn't he cute? Oh, gorgeous. Oh my oh god, my I know. God. I I chose well. I mean, our babies are just all right. Free birders. Thank you. All right, you. we're out of here, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, if you want to see Tyler over at the beautiful Emerson Bar, Tyler, tell him where to go. Uh, oh my gosh! Tell them <laughs> Mid- the tell them your plugs where they oh my, can go my check plugs. you out. The EmersonReno.com, the Emerson Reno on Instagram, Tyler Colton Hair. If you want to check me out, my life and uh, come to visit us. He's in a Reno really cool in dude. Midtown, nine five five South Virginia. All right, you know thank you, Freebirds. We had such a great day. Bye, Tyler. <laughs>